Okay. Um, as part of staff, we're like required to share testimony. <laughs> so like I was forced. Oh yeah, I was I was forced to share. <laughs> um. So yeah, my name's Michelle. <laughs> so I was born in California and uh, like typical immigrant families my parents were always working so like they would be working all day so in that like absence my grandparents would take care of me so they're pretty much like my parents uh, my grandpa would take me to school take me home uh, he would come to parent-teacher conferences, even though he couldn't understand. So, like, I would have to translate. <laughs> but even then, he would be like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and he was, like, 70. So he's been taking care of me for a long time. Um, even though my parents weren't really there, I didn't feel neglected. I had a pretty happy childhood. Um, whenever my parents would have time off, they would spend it with me. So um, I didn't feel too sad. Plus, I'm introverted, so when I was younger, I, like, didn't have a problem being alone. I could, like, entertain myself. <laughs> so, um, my parents and my grandparents were both pretty, um, like, involved in church. We went to a large Korean Presbyterian church in California called uh, Mannam in Northridge, California, and my mom was in the praise team and my dad was like on sound. So like I was always at church um, when I was younger. Um, I just kind of like ran around like with other church kids. So I just grew up thinking I was Christian or like saying I was Christian. These are some of my picks. Um, so that top one, huh? <laughs> that top one is my first birthday. Um, that's when I graduated kindergarten, I think. And then those are my cousins, Kevin and Alyssa. Um, I grew up with them, like, really close. Um, and then that's me and my dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so randomly, my parents were like, what do you think about Georgia? And I was like, huh? Where is that? Like, what is, what's in Georgia? Um, they, like, told me, like, we're moving there. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what's in Georgia? Like, I had no idea why we were moving here or, like, what was here. So I was confused. I was like, why are we moving? We're fine in California. Um, so I flew here first with my grandparents, and then my parents drove cross-country, like, a week or two after us. And I remember driving to Augusta thinking, there's so many trees. Like, I'd never seen so much green ever because like <laughs> all you see in LA is like a concrete jungle so like I was like culture shocked at how many trees there were and then school like so many white people <laughs> uh, my school in California was predominantly like black people Hispanic Asians and then this one white girl I knew named Asia so like <laughs> so like I was like I've never seen so many white people and like not that many Asians um, so like we moved here and then of course my grandparents wanted to find a church pretty quickly. So I think like maybe in the week or two we were here, um, they found Shionkyue, which is on Gordon Highway. It's that small Korean church. And that's where I met uh, April, Julie, and Sarah. Um, so we stayed there for a while, uh, maybe a year, I'm not sure, a little bit. And then we moved to AKPC. That was really short. I don't remember much about AKPC. 
And then <laughs> finally we came to AKMC and that's where we've been ever since. Um, so like, it was the same like in California. I was at church all the time. Uh, my parents were involved with church. My mom was in the uh, praise team. Uh, my dad was helping with sound and I was here a lot, especially during the Jesus musical, if you guys remember that. Like, I was here all the time, <laughs> and there was like a bunch of other kids, and we would just like, like run around, do stuff. Um, that's when I got used to being in Georgia in the fifth grade. I came here like towards the end of fourth grade, so it was really awkward. Everyone was like, who's that Asian girl? Like, she came really randomly. Um, ah. So, Nothing really happened in middle school. I'm just gonna like <laughs> fast forward to high school. Uh, so I did pretty well my freshman year. Uh, my grades were like good. I guess it was because I didn't have friends. Um, <laughs> like I don't. Yeah, I don't really remember much. Just like doing well in school, and that's when my attendance started to drop because a lot of the kids I used to play with when I was younger here moved away. So I was just like. I have no friends at church, so I left a lot early. Like, right after the sermon was done, I'd run to my parents and then, like, beg them, like, can we go now? Like, and, like, use the excuse, oh, I have homework. I feel sick or something. I would just, like, want to leave right after because I felt awkward because I didn't like to talk to anyone. Um, and, yeah, things started picking up. When I was a junior and senior, I got really involved in school. Um, Howard hates marching band and lacrosse because it takes up a lot of <laughs> a lot of time, which is true. If you're in band or a sport, you know how much time you have to dedicate, like, like in school and like during the weekends. So I would use that as an excuse not to come to church. <laughs> um, like, like, like bands, you would have competitions on Saturdays, and sometimes you'd come home late. And I'd be like, oh, I'm tired. I'm just going to sleep and not come to church. Um, <laughs> especially because I was on color guard, and you had to spend a lot of extra time practicing. Flag like line. Flag line, whatever. Yeah, they, like, forced you. So I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. Um, <laughs> so right after band season was over, it was lacrosse season. So it was, like, back-to-back -back, uh, after-school activities. And it was the same deal. You have to spend a lot of time uh, practicing. And then, like, games on the weekends. We often would travel because no one plays lacrosse in Augusta. So we travel to Atlanta, and that would take a while. Then we'd come back home at, like, 3. And I'd be like, oh, I'm too tired. I don't want to go to church. <laughs> so I would just sleep um, on Sunday. Um, so, like, attendance was okay. But, like I said, I didn't feel attached. I like, didn't want to come to church, really, because I felt like whatever. <laughs> But I did uh, stay after and like talk to people, so that part was better. But I still felt like if, especially like my freshman and sophomore year, I felt like um, if I didn't come to church, no one would notice or like no one would care. So I felt like, oh, like there's no point in me going to church. And I remember how we're talking about this, the statistic about 50% of uh, kids leaving or walking away from God once they graduate high school. And I was convinced that I was going to be in that. So I was like, oh, I'm probably just going to not go to church once I go to college. Um, but
But that didn't happen, obviously, because I stayed in cheerleading. [laughs] Yeah. So [laughs] uh throughout high school, I was like they like drill into you need a plan, like, you need to know what you're gonna do after you graduate. So I was like, I like, planned I'm going to UGA for sure, four years, and then graduate and then grad school, whatever. But then I got waitlisted. [laughs] And that sucked. I was like what am I supposed to do now, like that was my whole plan, I just got shot down cuz I was waitlisted. So I was just like, okay. Uh, I guess I have to, like, apply to a different school. So I was gonna apply to state but then my parents shot me down. They're like we're not gonna send you to state. So I was pretty much forced to go to GRU. And I got in uh soon after applying. And that that time really sucked. Um, like you stress out about apps during senior year and then, like, you don't get in, so it's like, oh, that sucks. But then I got over that and I was at church more often, like college group doing like hangouts and college kids and um they were prepping for the summer retreat. And I remember Howard asking if I wanted help and I was like, okay. Might as well do something productive since I'm here. So I was partnered up with Esther Chin [laughs] to uh what's it called? Like assign rooms to people, and a small group leader. So at that point, like I said, I wasn't attached to anyone at church, I didn't feel like I had a purpose here. So giving that, giving me that responsibility was like, oh, I can do something. And I felt like people did, like, I was dependent on so I was like, "Oh, I was here." So I think that started me, like, building my faith a little by little. Um [laughs] so after retreat, I left to go to Korea. And then um so, like, going through, like elementary, middle school [laughs] and high school, I didn't really care about having a boyfriend cuz, like, I grew up with those guys and I was like, I don't like any of them, like, I wouldn't wanna date any of them. So once I graduated high school, it's like so many people you can meet, like, there's, like, a lot of people you can meet. And I was just like, okay. So, like, I was in Korea for half the summer and that's when I uh was texting a lot back and forth. And it probably wasn't smart because, you know, the time differences, we we I had to either stay up late or wake up early to text, and that's not smart. Howard always tells us, like, uh it's not wise to text when, late at night because you're tired and you're vulnerable, so that just, like is not a smart thing to do. So that's what I did. And um I came back and then I started dating. Um Yeah, so for me, that was like, I was, I mean, I'm still a noob, but, like, I really didn't know what I was doing. So I was clueless, like, the whole time cuz I didn't know what it meant to, like, date someone for real. Um, and, like, I didn't say a lot of things I should've said and that was, like not smart on my part because we weren't on the same page. And I was looking, uh, I guess, like a lot of our conversations were, like, superficial and I wanted something more than that. Um, but I didn't really say that because I don't know, I just didn't say it. So it was, like, really hard on me not being able to say what I wanted to, so eventually that just kinda you know, ended. 
But during that time when I was like really confused and on my own, I think I really like prayed to God for guidance, which is um, another thing why I think my faith was really like pretty strong at that point um, because I wanted a relationship centered around God and it like made me realize that that's what I was looking for. Um, Yeah, so, so, so after all that stuff, (laughs) I joined staff. Um, I texted Howard, like, randomly, hey, what do you think about me joining staff? And he's like, what? (laughs) And then, like, we talked that Sunday. He's like, why do you want to join? And I was like, I feel like I could do something for the church. Um, At that point, I knew I liked to serve uh, people. So I was put on creative communications. But, like, at that time, I didn't know what that meant. I was just like, so I, like, decorate stuff. Um, I mean, I do that, but I was just like, okay, whatever. Um, and then I volunteered for a small group, which I never thought I would do because I like being in the background, <laughs> like serving people, not being up front. So I think it really surpri- I surprised myself when I volunteered for it. Um, but it turned out to be really good um, for me in my growth with God. Um, so... I was really short. Um, God really provided for me um, because, you know, I was really close to walking away, just dropping it all because I didn't care. But um, he showed me over time that, uh, like, with people that I met after I graduated, uh, like, and Sharon, Sean, just, like, getting close to people that I kind of knew but I really got to know them after um, I graduated and like feeling that I'm finally a part of this family. Um, I really, I really hated, <laughs> I really hated God for like keeping me here. Like I was just like, are you trying to like ruin my life or something? Um, <laughs> Cause, oh man, I was so angry. I was just like, Ugh, I don't want to stay here. But it turned out to be something really good for me. Cause I think if I had left, I would have, just walked away and been like whatever it's like you didn't really do anything for me but him like keeping me here um like giving me people to grow closer to and then joining staff um is something that like it just shows like how he works through people um Yeah, so this verse is just like something I think would have helped me if I read the Bible more often back then, but like now it like really (laughs) makes sense. Um, So, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Um, So yeah, like I said before, I didn't think staying at Jiria would do anything for me. I just like had the mindset of I'm stuck here. But it turned out to be one of the best things that um, has happened to me for my faith and for just growing in general. And yeah, that's it. Thanks. What was your question? For people that aren't saving, what would you say to them that the benefits that you would For me, it's 
like, I really like to serve naturally, so like I felt like, oh, I'm helping people. It made me feel good about my like uh, motives for helping people. Um, I guess my experience. <laughs> yeah. <that's what> Um, it's like that cliche, God has a plan for you thing. Um, yeah, I mean that, but there's the Romans one. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just have to think of it like big picture. Like it really sucks when you're like in that position, like you just want to do nothing. (laughs) But eventually you'll start to think, see things change and you'll realize this is for my my good, like my growth. So um, I would just say, make the best out of it, and try not to blame it on someone else or like take it out on other people or something like that. Take it. I don't know. Like. <laughs> 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 right, last question. Okay. Um, um, I think it's just the fact that they're there for you, um, whether it's like spiritual need, like help or like just school help or whatever. Um, someone being there for you is like really a comfort and they're also like accountability. Um, like Bible reading as staff, we like read the Bible and if you miss a day, you have to pay. Um, so that's like accountability. Um, it's just they keep you on your toes and don't let you slack off. Yell at you if you do, you know. So. Uh, <laughs> you? I don't know. Kitty, you're like, what'd you do? Right? It's like that with, with, with 
so much happier. You know, something's different about them. You want to know. That's your testimony, man. So just remember uh, that as, as our staff share testimonies, which I do force them, um, but you guys have an opportunity too if you want to share testimonies. If you ever like desire to write, because we have blogs on our website, uh, write. If you're a good writer, but you're an introvert, you would never stand in front of anybody. Or if you are an extrovert and want to stand in front of, uh, front of people and share a testimony, like five minutes, ten minutes, whatever, before a sermon or whatnot, you might even have to take up the whole time like yourself. Does that make sense? So testimony is huge. This is this is uh, this is all of the new. I mean, this is the the, the narrative of the new, new testament, the stories of the new testament that were all testimonies of what God has done. Cool. Who's uh, who's closing in prayer?